Hello and welcome to the OHG podcast. And life isn't always good. In fact, life can be a bit rubbish. It's dark, it's dank, it's miserable. So we're here to bring you some joy and some light. Once again, I'm Brad and I'm joined by Stu, who, I don't know, I don't know how he's coping, you know, when the northwest of the UK was hit by that asteroid, I can't believe that he survived or he just so happened to be over in Newcastle at the time. How did you, you, know, how did you get so lucky? <laughs> don't know, just, just a lucky person, I guess. I've got no idea what you're referring to. We're totally lost. I was predicting the future. Oh, I see. It's just a... Ah, I, okay. Oh, it's a bit like... Um, do you ever watch 30 Rock? <laughs> yes. The, the episode where they, they want to get ahead of the ratings by recording every type of disaster scenario so they can immediately put out a special. We've got that now. Awesome. We've got that now. Um, yeah. Basically, Stu's on holiday as you listen to this one possibly who knows i don't know he might be back from holiday but we can't record next week so we're recording it straight after one two six um so we're about five minutes into the future weird so if an asteroid does hit the northwest of the uk or england um and takes out cheshire or liverpool or manchester or anywhere like that i'm sorry Okay, that's my fault. But then you might be listening to this podcast because you've got more pressing issues. So, eh, swings and roundabouts, Swings and roundabouts, yeah. Do you know what else you could do with swings and roundabouts? What's that? You could play a Steam Deck on (laughs) it. That's true. And you could play video games on a Steam Deck. I need to have got video games in the segue. It's getting... Um, (laughs) That was like a six degrees of Kevin Bacon segue, that. (laughs) It's like, you know, (laughs) speaking of Kevin Bacon, he was in (laughs) this and then this. I bet you could get from Steam Deck to Kevin Bacon. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, because easily, you can play Cyberpunk on the Steam Deck, which has Keanu Reeves in it, and I'm sure Keanu Reeves has done something with Kevin Bacon at some oh, point. he must have done. He must have done. Uh, but, yeah, there you go. If you're listening, write in, message us, Twitter, whatever, I don't know, and tell us how to get from Steam Deck to Kevin Bacon in less than six Or steps. just tell us to shut up, you know. That's probably, you know, fair enough. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't do that. Support our Patreon. You can win stuff. Yeah. Uh, by the way, this one, congratulations to our winner. Don't know who it is yet because it's going to be in the future of Mario Strikers on the Switch. Yeah. Um, if you want to get involved, support us on Patreon and you might win stuff. Could be a physical game, could be codes, might even be some merch, could be anything. Who knows? Support us on Patreon for as little as £3 a month and you're automatically entered into a prize draw every month and some giveaways whenever we get them. Um, But anyway, enough about that. Um, What have you been playing, Stu? Well, the first one, I've not been playing anything particularly new, but the first one I've been playing that may be of interest to a small section of the listening population was Outrun 2006 Coast to Coast on the Steam Deck. Yeah, just because, you know, it wouldn't be our podcast without really focusing very, very heavily on the Steam Deck, which most people don't have. You know, how to alienate an audience in three steps. But um, but that's where the clicks are well, at the moment. Exactly, exactly. That's what we're going for. <laughs> the clicks and the money, and then the power and the women and all that. But um, <laughs> it's a long road, but, you know, we're walking it. And then you become a Tory. Yeah, I know, but, you know, that's the price you pay. So, <laughs> yeah, no, uh, it's not a very interesting story. I won't spend long on it, but basically managed to get it working. I've had a cracked copy of this for... Oh, God, this particular copy I've got 
has travelled over a course of three different PCs, maybe even four, because I'm like, well, I'm never getting rid of this game because it's the best. And, you know, because of yep. the licensing from Ferrari, it drops out of circulation and, you know, you can't buy it. So you've got to keep a copy of it. And it doesn't matter if it's a yard copy because, you know, can't get it. It's so, abandonware, isn't it? So It is abandonware. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, licensing rights and all that it can be a, a terrible thing. So anyway, I've got the game. The game is amazing. I think we can all agree on that. If you ever saw it and played it in the arcade, you were one of the few. And oh, so good. So good. It was in uh, Bowling Alley uh, near a cinema I used to go to. And uh, yeah, oh, just went in there whenever I could to play that. Back in about 2004 when Outrun 2 came out. Such a good game. And the PC version is really good. There's some mods available for it that I haven't tried yet. But even the original one, it just looks amazing. It looks such a nice game. It's just pleasant. It's beautifully put together. We talked about it tons in our Sega special, so look back in our previous episodes for that. It's just a brilliant game, and it's so nice to be able to play it like perfectly, running f- absolutely flawlessly uh, on the Steam Deck in your hands absolutely yeah. brilliant i've got a physical copy for the psp it's the only psp physical copy game i still own um right. I've, I've got the rom version on my vita for the psp i've got the rom version on my pc for the psp emulator i've got the rom version on my steam deck and i've now got the pc version and the ps2 version on my steam deck as well um, and nice. you know what they all play really really well even the PSP version. Yes. Yeah, it did. It it played well on my PSP. It played even better when... Because, uh, yeah, obviously I hacked it with <laughs> the firmware. Yeah. Of course. And you overclock it. Well, it's not overclocking it because it was underclocked. So it's like clocking it at the speed the machine was supposed to be in the first place. You know, it ironed out any of the stutters and it was uh, a fantastic experience. It was... You know, even for the time, the technology behind it was fairly basic, but that worked in its favour so well because it ported brilliantly. And um, yeah, in terms of like playing the the ROM, I I bought it full price on the Xbox, the original Xbox. I bought it full price on the PSP. So I've already bought it twice and paid money to play it in the arcade. So I've got no, even if it wasn't abandonware, I'd have no compunction about playing a ROM version of it. No, not at all. Um, it, it's like it's the same with me with droplets. I've bought that. Um, it's not my fault that I can't play it anymore, so I don't care. I will get it, however I need to get it. Um, right. And I should have shares in Tetris by now as well. So you know, <laughs> definitely. Uh, but yeah, no, I, it's so good. I briefly tried the uh, PC version yesterday, um, and oh, it's it's just. Every time you can't help but smile playing that game. There's, there's, it's basically flawless. Yeah. Like that doesn't mean that it's perfect. Ironically, because <laughs> that's what perfect means. But um, what I mean by that is, yeah, not everyone's going to love it because not everybody loves every video game. But for what it sets out to do, it does it flawlessly. It it, it does everything right. Like the way that it catches your eye with the the backgrounds and the colours, the colours, man, and just how bright, gorgeous, lovely, beautiful 
it is you know it's like a vacation in a game although it, it still gets the heart racing it's like it's like being on a roller coaster when you're in you know on a holiday in portugal or you know off the coast of morocco doing uh, parasailing or something you know what i mean it's like that yeah oh yeah 100 percent. and it is not not coast to coast but outrun is the one that coined the term blue skies isn't it as well am i right in that I'm pretty it might sure have been even earlier, but it, even so, you know, it's it's definitely the exemplar of that. Yeah, as the pinnacle of it. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is amazing. I absolutely yeah. And again, it shows. This is why I think I've transitioned to PC gaming over console gaming over the past five years or so. Is more and more with consoles i i i i transitioned in a way from actual consoles like oh, i must get a disc version of this game or whatever because it will just be taken away from you or they're not going to be supported and pc you can in some fashion play almost any game ever released maybe not perfectly maybe not well at times at the moment but you can play almost any game that you cannot legally get anywhere else anymore uh, yes, you know the fact. You know, case in point, I've got um, Test Drive Unlimited, which you can't buy anymore. I think I believe it is actual councils um, abandoned where now because um, people have modded it with Test Drive Unlimited Platinum, and I've managed to get that. It's a it installs like a portable version in a way. And when, I, when we say portable, we don't mean like oh a PSP version, even though there is a PSP version. So not to confuse you. Um, but it basically, you installed it in its own self-contained folder. And then for the Steam Deck, you just move that folder across, point the EXE to Steam, set the compatibility mode, and it runs. With all, if you get all the patch, patches and upgrades and mods and everything, you get to run uh, the Platinum version that, that's been made that has all the high-def graphics, extra music in there, etc., 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 all the extra content... And you get to play a game that was the forebearer, in a way, to what we get with the modern Forza Horizon games. And, yeah, it still it still holds up today as well. Uh, but OutRun is, yeah. yeah, OutRun's just the game. It is, it is. I think a lot of people kind of graduate towards having a PC at some point in their game in life, simply because, like you said some games are just going to be taken away from you and, and one of the one of the big ones that I wanted to chase down in about the year 2000 or 2001 when I got my first PC was Aliens vs Predator by Capcom from the yes. arcade I wanted I wanted MAME for for that uh, and that was one of the lead ones I mean some of it was to play arcade games that just you know obviously they disappear once they're gone they were gone it, that's still the case they loads of games that never got ported and never got collections or anything on consoles and just you know the big one the big names tended to but there are tons that just got left out and licensing issues and blah 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 so you know it was that was a driver for me 20 years ago to get a pc so i could stick mame on it and play some of the favorite games that had just disappeared from my life and i think everyone kind of if you're into games and you've been playing for 10 years or more you're going to be at a stage where you're going 
oh, I love that Pokemon game, but they don't you don't they don't do that version anymore. I can't mm. get it anywhere. You know, or I can only play it on an original Game Boy DS or you know or DS. But you know what I mean. It's kind yeah, of one yeah, of those yeah. things where you go, I've got to expand my options so that you know that I can play everything that I love and that normally means a PC. Yeah, one hundred percent. I mean, I, I'm looking at now. Even though I've got my whole catalogue on the PC and everything, I've got what I want on the Steam Deck. What I actually want to build out is I want to get just a dedicated little box now, um, like a fairly cheap mini PC, and just use it as a main box for on the TV, just for arcade stuff. I don't want any... I look at them and go, oh, this can do up to GameCube or PS2 or whatever. I don't really want that now. I've got that for other stuff. What I want is just one that's just purely, here are all the coin-op games that I want to be able to enjoy. Uh, because I've, I, I've got to that point now where I don't think modern games are complicated or they're, you know, I'm not one of these guys, oh, old games are better. But I, I like pick-up-and-play games, uh, especially on the TV when you've got 20 minutes to spare. I haven't got time to boot up a computer or a PC or, or you know, a console, hope there's no updates, uh, hope the game doesn't have any updates as well before they're going, oh, Oh, okay. I've got three so, minutes left. What? A quick question on that then. Why isn't your uh, Pandora good for that then? Because I thought the, that's the UI is why crap. you got that. Oh, okay. Right. Um, and it doesn't run everything that well. Um, and it's horrible to find games. So I, what, I, what I'm going to get ah, is okay. my own one and maybe do my own uh, Basotera box or whatever it is, a Linux box uh, with, with a, my own front end on it. Yeah, I see. Cool. Uh, but then I will use my Pandora box as an arcade stick standalone because they were clever enough to go, you could use it as a stick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's cool. Yeah, great stuff. Uh, so first up for me, I've only got two this week, um, is a game called Match Point Tennis Championships, uh, which comes from Calypso Media of the... Oh my god, my mind's gone blank. The Tropico games fame as, as well as other bits. Um, they brought out a tennis game uh, about in time for Wimbledon. Um, and tennis games are either pretty naff or they're okay. Um, and this one goes into the yeah, it's okay. Um, it's you know it, it doesn't get to the heights of virtual tennis uh, because virtual tennis, I think, again, is arcade greatness. Um, and it nails the feeling of playing tennis without actually being realistic. Whereas this wants to go more for the simulation of it and try and be realistic. And first time you play it, you go, oh, this is hard for the sake of being hard. Uh, but the more you play it, the more you understand it, the more you get used to it, the better it is. The more, you know, you realise you don't have uber control over your shots. Uh, but what this does is like, so you kind of run towards the ball, you kind of then start aiming while doing your set, like wanting to press the button for the type of shot return. And the more you aim is the more it will go to that side. So you've got to really think about how much you're pressing left and right. And if I remember correctly, like a lot of the arcade games, it doesn't really matter too much. You know, there's a lot of forgiveness to it. Whereas a lot of the realistic tennis games don't have that forgiveness to it. And this doesn't. But for some reason, it works really well. I've mainly played just quick one-on-one -on -one games and, like, um, you know, with all, like, the proper tennis stars in it, uh, which is really which is really fun. And I've just started a career. Um, again, the problem with tennis games 
is they still don't quite know how to handle career progression. Um, yeah. It's so mundane at the start where you just go, I just want to get to the point where I'm playing tournaments and stuff and having fun. Um, and this lacks that bit at the start. But then once you get through... I'd say the first half hour of, of, of career and stuff like that, it really does pick up and there's a lot more tennis in there. And it just plays a really good game of tennis. Looks visually really nice. Um, and it feels solid. It feels weighty. Uh, again, I've played tennis games in the past where it looks like it plays a good game of tennis, but if it's floaty, this doesn't. This feels weighty. So when you've got your, your character or your player and you, you're over one side of the court and, you, and the opposition shoots it towards the other side you don't feel like you could just like speed over there you know it's a dead point almost sometimes and that feels right I, I, that actually feels right if you're going to make a sim I want it that uh, I, I should have you know played a different shot and got more central so I can recover and it, it just feels more like a game of tennis the rallies are a bit shorter where they need to be a bit shorter ones that go on feel really exciting and stuff like that. And it's so easy to make a mistake as well. And what looks like it could be a guaranteed match winner, you get overexcited and overhit it and put it out. I've seen that happen in real tennis. And this does that. This doesn't take any of the arcade part to try and make it accessible. It makes it simulation for simulation's sake. And to its credit, it works really well because of it. Nice. Yeah, it's really hard to get tennis right if you if you're trying to build any depth and I'm, by depth i mean both the game and also like you said the career progression thing mm. um because you want to start off like on the progression thing you want to start off pretty good um you don't really want to start off being rubbish <laughs> and you know you want to have the skills in your arsenal so that you can have a decent game and uh yeah getting the balance right can be a toughie it's it's easier i feel in in match uh team sports because you can have one player who's great and a load of mediocre ones and some rubbish ones and you balance it out a little bit but because there's so much pressure on one individual in tennis it you know yeah the progression side is hard but it sounds that one actually sounds like it plays a really good and quite unusual game of it yeah, and what I would like to see, and this 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 is a call out to anyone making a tennis game going forward. Don't make me pick my own attributes. Don't make me go, oh, I'm going to increase power. Oh, I'm going to manually increase speed. Put me through scenarios, right? So early game. So maybe if you're like a 14 year old, you set up as a 14 year old starting tennis. Put me in a couple of scenarios. Maybe, oh, your first ever game, and this is it. And you get battered, but, you know, it's your first ever game. Don't matter. And then, oh, you've made your first final as a 15-year-old, and you're doing that, or you're doing an exhibition game at Wimbledon. But then when you do your attributes for stuff, as you build it, build those attributes based on how you play the game. So if you're someone who's always at the baseline and taking your shots, then naturally your stats for those particular attributes should go up as you play and continue to do that. But maybe your agility skill goes down because you're not moving as much. Or, you know, if you're someone who's chasing around a lot, your speed improves, your footwork improves, but maybe you lack the control that someone who's more solid gets. And I want to see this more natural improvement in these sort of games, especially these like where you're a single person, even like football games, American football games, basketball games, they could do it. 
these are where they've got to do it. Don't get put it on me, who's not an expert, to go, oh, what should I put these in? Because people are generally going to go, power. I'll put it in power and hope I can hit it hard yeah. enough. Um, yeah. Natural, you know, you know what you're doing. You've had to build it. You could recognise, if a player's doing this, this improves. If they're not doing this, it drops. And don't go ridiculous. Don't go, oh, they didn't, in this one game, they didn't rush the net um, this one time, so we're going to drop their, their speed skill down by 10 points. You just balance it. Balance it. Give us yeah. a baseline to start from, and then how we play decides how good we get at certain things. Um, weird, right? Because I'm not play, I'm not picking out match point. Match point plays a damn good game of tennis. This is all sports games and how they do career modes. They're all broken. Yeah. Get rid of me dangly doing points and make it so it's part of the natural progression. Yeah, 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 yeah. I I agree. But yeah, yeah, really good game. Pick it up. I don't know how much it is, unfortunately. Um, honestly, if it's anywhere between say fifteen to thirty quid. I would say if you even like tennis a little bit, it's worth getting. Anything more than that, I would potentially wait and see if it hits the sale just after Wimbledon or something. Yeah, and it probably will. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, but what's next from you? So the next one I've been playing is uh, Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. And we've had a kind of a Musu-themed chat on a, on a couple of episodes recently. Yes. And we've uh, yeah, it last I, week, I, five minutes ago. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> yeah, time travel. And yeah, no, I, I really like those ty- type of games. It's really strange. I'm not really normally bothered by having a, a, a skin on things to make me want to play them. Like, you know, oh, it's a, this type of game. It's like a strategy game, but it's a Star Wars license. Or, you know, it's a, it's a beat-em-up, but it's a Marvel license. I'm not, normally not bothered. It's, if it's good, I'll play it. But... I tend to only really get interested in the Musu things when they're skinned with something that I'm already interested in. So I'm a bit shallow when it comes to them. But then the games are shallow, so, you know, we, we match mm. each other. And, um, yeah, I, I really like what they did with the first Hyrule Warriors, and this seems to be doing everything all better, you know? It seems to have more systems. It seems to have better control uh, the graphics are better although the frame rate does take a hit because of that which we'll come to in a sec but yeah it, it's a really excellent way of just going you want more breath of the wild you want to just focus on smacking stuff with the sword there you go and that's what i want you know i love that uh, and i really think there should be more games that go oh you want to you know days gone which i've recently abandoned because 60 hours and i'm still nowhere near the end <laughs> <laughs> if they went right you want days gone but you want to just do the killing bits here you go here's an eight hour arcade game of it um that should happen more often anyway that's a side rant so the main rant is that age of calamity seems really good but i only really wanted to focus on performance because i've played it on three different formats now so play, well, you know systems i've played it on the switch itself the uh on yuzu on my de- on my deck Mm-hmm. and Yuzu on my gaming PC. And the best, obviously, is the gaming PC. Does it flat out 30 frames per second? No problem, never dips. It's a 30 frames per second game. You can't get it above that. I've tried a couple of hacks. Doesn't work. 30 frames, locked. I've played it on the deck. Uh, it It's not bad. It's it's pretty much up there with the, with the Switch version. It might even perform a little bit better, but it's still stutters quite a bit frame rate drops which means your input lag is quite high so 
it's not as satisfying to hit stuff when when the frame rate drops because you know it's it's lagging out um and the switch itself which as i say is pretty much the same in terms of how it plays as the deck except for the fact that mine's an oled so it looks a lot prettier on the hand uh, you know on its native um machine Mm. But it, you know, it's it's a it's a good test bed because it really pushes the switch. There's a good one to test uh, emulators out with. Yeah, it's, I, I really enjoyed it. I liked how it leaked into Breath of the Wild um, for a start. I thought that worked really, really well. Um, I played it on the on the Switch and got a, a good few hours in. Um, unfortunately, then had to sort of get rid of it. Bought it again digitally. Um, not long before I decided I uh, got my Steam Deck and went, ah, oh, the Switch feels horrible to hold now. I can't hold the Switch anymore. Um, so I, I, I've put it, um, I've dumped it and put it onto my PC um, and then eventually onto the Steam Deck. Uh, yeah, just like you, on the PC it runs really well. I think I got better. I might be thinking of the other Hyrule, the Hyrule Warriors game, rather than this one. But I think I got better performance from Ryujinx emulator. Um, oh yeah. yeah, but I might be wrong. Don't hold me to that. Um, but yeah, played it on, on on Steam Deck, and I think you're right. I think it, it does suffer. A little bit because again it's emulated so it's got to always do that extra layer that the native hardware doesn't have to do um, but it does it but i found it playable not not wonderful but playable um now what will happen down the line if people really care about the game is two things one people will find mods for the game and help it i mean there's all there is a 60 frames per second mod that you could put into yuzu for this game specifically um so you know that that might help but bump that frame rate maybe bump it up to 60 and then set the steam deck to max out at 30 that might work or the 40 uh, uh the 40 frames per second option might might give you some some gains who knows but I'm wondering how long it takes before someone manages to allow emulators such as Yuzu to work with FSR mode on on the Steam Deck. So being able to set that resolution down a lot on Yuzu, but bump it up using FSR. You know, because... That's got, I think, what's got to happen with, with Switch emulation, I think PS3 emulation, etc., etc., is that you need that next stage of can we use what the, the Steam Deck can do for native games for emulated games. And I think we're going to see over the next year, maybe two years, a lot of development on that side of things of can we make games run at lower resolution, use this new technology, this FSR or DLSS, and make them run better and look good still on the on the on these screens um, i just think it's all going to be very very exciting um over the next couple of years with with games that don't run well now somehow running better than they was ever designed to i th- i thought F- I- i'm probably wrong but i thought fsr applied to anything that you ran through um ran through the what's it called the whatever they call the game version, not the desktop version of Steam, the game version of Steam on yeah. Steam Deck. I thought everything could have FSR applied at a system level, even not, if it was on an emulator, but I could Yeah, no, not every game allows it. So, for example, right, I've okay. been playing a lot of Forza Horizon 5, and you've got to do a lot of tinkering. 
um, and using different types of proton, etc., to get it to work with FSR. To the point is, I just went, I'll just, yeah, I'll just set it down to the lowest possible graphics. It still looks good on the uh, small screen. Um, some games it does work. Um, again, it's still a, a newish technology, and FSR is what two, maybe three years behind DLSS. Um, so we'll see what's happening. It's again, it'd be interesting what it does because if they can get it to work system wide at that level, where you could just set any game to a low resolution and boost it, I think that's going to solve so many framing framing issues. Hopefully, for so many games, um, and then you can finally turn around and go, look, it's not a system problem because look, we've been able to do this. It's a you not optimizing your game problem. And then developers are going to have to start being accountable for performance issues rather than just being able to blame just the, the hardware. Yeah, 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 absolutely. That'd be awesome. And the FSR 2.0 is coming out as well. So Yes, that's, I think, going to be a big game changer. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So next up for me is uh, a game. We we spoke about this last, last week on the uh, preview special about uh, games that take a series to do different things with it like in different genres and how i think that's a really good idea well another one is do you know the kingdom rush series the tower defense game kingdom rush not really no basically it was big on mobile it was like a, a tower defense game it, it spawned maybe three or four different uh games but what they've done now is they've actually created a game called legends of kingdom rush which is a turn-based RPG uh, tactics combat style game. Um, think sort of like uh, the Banner Saga, uh, but more cutesy and stuff like that. And okay. It's got, you know, you, you get your heroes and then you get like your, your powers via cards or you or, or different things you pick up along the way and stuff like that. And you do battle and where you place your, your units and everything. It's, it's by the numbers, in all fairness, for what it is. Uh, but because I don't know if this was a mobile game or because the, the origins of the series are mobile, it's dead simple to play. Um, I, got, I got a code for it um, and I think it's going to be a pay pay to play i don't think it's like pay to win or free to play or or, or anything like that uh, it seems from what i've played a fairly self-contained game but yeah you, you get your units you go in and you get your enemy units you, you have to take them on in battles you get rewarded based on how you do you move to the next level you can do upgrades etc 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 all the trappings um and it, it's one of those games where it's not one I go, oh my God, you've got to play this. This is amazing. You've got to play this. But it's one I'm glad I've kind of got on my system. It's just a nice pick up and play half an hour sort of game. It's, yeah, it's just, it's one of those, <laughs> I've got not much to say about it. Um, and that's not a bad thing. It's not, a, you know, it, it doesn't do anything special, but it's not a bad thing. I don't, I'm not going, ah. Oh, it could have been this, or we've got this. It just exists. I know, and that's always damning with faint praise so much, isn't it? It's just like, yeah, yeah it's kind of like, it's, it's like a co- assembly line style of, you know, oh, it's fine. It's just stamped out from a template and a mould. And if you've played it before and you just want the same thing again, but with, with you know, slightly shinier graphics, then that's there for you. That's what it sounds like anyway. 
Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And it's um, it, it's just honestly, it's enjoyable. I kind of I made my uh, like quick notes on what am I going to say about this game, and my notes are yeah, it's all right. That is literally my notes because I can't think yeah. of what to say about it because it's it's just been done. But that's not a bad thing. I, I I've got no issues with games coming out where you go, I've done this before. But what I have issue with is games coming out constantly of, oh, Jesus Christ, try something new. Um, yeah. It kind of managed to find a, a, a little nook where it isn't an overdone genre with how it's mixed it all together. Um, yeah. And yeah. You know, I'm just I'm enjoying my time with it. I wouldn't say rush out and go and get it, excuse the pun, um, but it's fine. You know, if you get it in a sale, or even if you like these sort of games, have at it. But yeah, interesting, interesting, interesting title. By the numbers, but worth playing if you've got it. Yeah, it's a funny one. We're in a we're in a weird space with them at the moment. Well, not these games, these type of games specifically. But sorry, I got burpy then. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, indie game well, or smaller studio games, let's call them, that have that produce very, very good quality games, but they're just very similar, you know? And it's kind of like, how sustainable is that market, you know? It's like, it's it's funny. Are they kind of relying on word of mouth? Are they making all the right SEO choices when they're advertising it? You know, how are they getting to the forefront and overtaking other stuff in the market to make sure that they've got their prominence and people keep buying them? Like, I really don't know. I don't know how, how they're connected that way. I don't know if you've got any ideas. No, I don't. Uh, it's always been a phenomenon. Phenomenon? Phenomenon. 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 Um, non <laughs> don't my ADHD brain doesn't like it um, okay <laughs> it's always been a thing <laughs> Where, I mean I remember the first time I, I really was uh, became aware of this idea that you get similar ideas kind of pop out at the same time and stuff like that with the Armageddon Deep Impact um, now, I'm sure it happened many times before, but that's when it first hit me. And then you saw it with, like, uh, there was, like, Shark Tower and Finding Nemo. There was, like, Bugs Life and Ants. There always seems to be sort of, like, a certain type of film comes out and then another one that can't have been made because that other film was being made, but is almost identical. Yeah. Um, and the same happens with games as well. Um but I, I think you get a lot more... I think people see when they're making games, they see something in development because you see games in development a lot earlier than you see a TV show or a film and get to know what it is. So I think they see it in development and quickly jump on it. Um, you know, you've got... You know, the amount of people that probably still claim, like, Fortnite or PUBG are the architects of the Battle Royale game when they're not by any way, shape or form. It was, I can't remember what it was. It was that crappy one that spoiled a rubbish sequel that ended up getting canned. I can't remember what it was called. Um, but that kind of came first. But even before that, you know, it wasn't even based off a game. It was based off a film, but it wasn't based off Hunger Games like a lot of people think it was. <laughs> yeah, It yeah. was based off Battle Royale, hence the, ty the genre title, Battle Royale. But it's kind of, you get this kind of organic movement, but you also get, you know, this is not a rip-off. Kingdom Rush isn't a rip-off. It is an organic 
development of a number of genres come together, which is what I like. It's, you know, I'm trying to think of, it's not like the great Gianna sisters. It's not just a complete rip-off of what came before it. Um, or, you know, I, I saw something come up last night, actually, um, on a, a YouTube video uh, for Basement Crawl, which was a PS4 near, release window game, I think. Uh, and basically it was a a dark and edgy version of Bomberman not the not the dark and edgy version of Bomberman which was actually Bomberman Jesus Christ Uh, but it was like basically it said oh do you remember Bomberman yeah shall we make that yeah and it wasn't very good Um, and it's kind of like I like games that play homage I don't like games that rip off and Again, with Kingdom Rush, um, or Legends of Kingdom Rush, give it its proper title, it feels like it's people who like the genre. They've not just seen his game A in this genre. Let's read, let's do that with different graphics. Um, and that's important when it comes to making, I think, not, not clones, but not homages at the same time, but making those games that are very, very similar. You've got to find that little something that makes it different, whether it is how it tells the story, whether it is slightly how the mechanics change, that sort of thing. It's got to be there. Um, And you can tell that the love went into it. And again, it's why I'm not bashing on it, because I've played it before, because I'm enjoying it, because it's got something. I just can't point out what it is that makes it different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's completely fair. Yeah, it sounds like it's got enough going for it, that it's uh, it's worth it. um, And it has a daily challenge. Oh, now you love a daily challenge, don't you? I think they're brilliant. Um, I think more than DLC, uh, more than updates, whatever, I think that is more important than anything to keep someone interested in a game. Especially this sort of game, puzzle games, that sort of thing. Uh, And roguelikes. Daily runs, absolutely the best way to keep you coming back. Yeah, they are. They're they're really good. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember who was the first one to do that, but I have to look into that. Oh, goodness knows. Yeah. Uh, the first one I remember, and I go, if you, someone says to me, where do you first remember a daily run from? I would say Spelunky. But I'm sure there's been one, there's been many before that. Well, there have been, I remember, I think it was even as far back as, was it Halo 4? Where they had, like, you know, well, like the raid, it, it's kind of come out of the raids, hasn't it, in a yeah. way? Yeah. And I think, you know, that era, it probably, it was, Raids probably came out of, um, like, Call of Duty. <laughs> it's probably something as uninspiring as that, but I don't know. I, I can't The World of Warcraft, what... the World of yeah. Warcraft people are probably about to, to sort of, like, hit us with a DDoS. Yeah, well, yeah, put on their cosplay and start hitting our, banging on our doors with nerf. I mean, we're going to be hit with 20 people on, on, on listening to us and that's it, we're screwed. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, half our um, listenership. Um, but yeah, no, it's um, I, I, I think it's an amazing thing. It's the best way to add value. And I dare say a developer could program this to almost run automatically as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so very, very, very little input. So, you, you know, if you, that should always be a selling point um, for a game for me. If you want me to buy your game, tell me there's a daily challenge and I'm on it. Yeah, I think it, it, it's a really brilliant thing to have if it's not a kind of linear narrative type experience. If you Anything outside that, yeah, yeah. Throw, throw it in, definitely. Oh, yeah, I don't want my Last of Us daily challenge. That'd just be weird, but yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine? Fine, five Coke cans. Uh, okay. 
oh, well done. Now they're going to do that. <laughs> yeah, you're you right. just know it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any ideas that they can uh, steal, they'll go for Nathan it. Nathan Drake, shoot 15,000 innocents <laughs> just for that yeah. little pot of gold. In three minutes, which is yeah. Yeah, what you do. Yeah. Oh, dear. But yeah, no, it's good. And it runs well on deck as well, I should say. By the way, match point runs well on deck, I should say. Cool. Got to remember to do this. We've got Steam decks. More people are getting Steam decks. It's good. I know. They've, they've increased the production, thank goodness. Um, yeah. Now... Unbeknown to anyone who listens to this, because this is going to come out after discussions, right? We've not mentioned Outrun Coast to Coast on the forum that we use, okay, that we've been putting on the Steam Deck. Yet somehow that's just become a thing. I think, yeah. It's weird, isn't it? it it's just it's just so perfect, like I said previously in last week's episode. It, it's just a perfect game, and it's so relaxing, and I don't think that many people had a PSP and had it on PSP. So, it's kind of rediscovered in a way on deck. Yes, it's, it's perfect for handheld. So what I'm hoping is enough people get on it that a, a mod team get in there and go right. Let's update this thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I it should get a real yeah a real kick, and also you know, just in general, there should be more arcade racers. But that's a much bigger thing. It is indeed. Uh, talking of racers. Uh, just finish off with my Steam Deck. I've spent much of last week, aside from the two games I've been playing for this, basically playing a AAA game. Whoa, hang on. I know. Forza Horizon 5. Ah, yes. Yeah, just I remember you saying that. Hammering the buggery out of it. It's, um, I, I think, I don't know if I mentioned it in the podcast last time or, or, or anything, or if it's on the forum or what, I can't remember. But basically... These types of games, Test Drive Unlimited, Forza Horizon, Burnout Paradise, all of them, are made to be played on a handheld um, because you potter around and you do little bits, you do little tasks, like you go from smaller races. Your likes of your Gran Turismo's, your Forza Motorsports, your Assetto Corsa's, whatever, they're not designed for handhelds or casual play yet. They're designed for you've got a will set up, you've got time to practice and learn, etc., etc., etc. But these more open world, they're not arcade, but they're not sim. I wouldn't even call them sim cave. They kind of got their own genre, their own handling mechanics. Um, oh, just I can't believe how perfect for handheld they are. Yeah. And if, you know, Test Drive Unlimited Solar Crown is coming out soon. If that's not optimised properly to be able to run on the deck or even consider how they could port it to the switch or get it on game pass cloud so that it could be played on a mobile or something like that i think it's going to be a big mistake because i don't see how they're going to get enough of a job because it's people who want to just do little tasks um it's almost would be perfect for like your assassin's creed with all the icons it's great for handheld because you could do a small a quick mission on a bus or a train journey, or between, you know, oh, I've got to go out in 20 minutes, let's quickly chuck on said game. Um, and it's what I do with Forza Motorsport at the moment. I go on, what's the what's the daily challenges? Um, what's the big weekly challenge? Um, what quick race or quick event can I, that's near me when I log in can I do? And, and stuff like that. And it's just absolutely brilliant for it. And yeah, I just I, I I think skipping four for me was a big benefit because it feels fresh to me at the moment. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's probably good. And uh, yeah, and tying tying it in with the daily challenge thing absolutely works because you've got like your your linear games that you're like, well, the developers intend you to pay for it, play it, and then move on. And then there's the ones that are like, you know, like battle royale style games or you know call of duty or whatever where they intend that to be the only game you ever play and you play it every single day with your mates uh but the daily challenge thing falls into a nice middle ground of like there's it's always fresh it's but it's shorter and it's drop in drop out and it's got a low overhead for the developers like you said you can even automate some of it yeah absolutely great for this sort of thing and it's a brilliant way of keeping you into that ecosystem for a game that you know, you might not necessarily want to sit there and play it for an hour at a time, but then you might not necessarily want to just say, well, okay, well, I've done all I can with that now. I'm going to leave it. So, yeah, yeah, fantastic. And to the benefit of the game as well, what I really like, it's got the wheel spins and everything, but as far as I can tell, and someone feel free to correct me, there's no, you don't buy any additional credit to do, to get extra wheel spin. So even though it's got a kind of loot box system, it seems to be purely built into the game mechanics. Um, and it works because it doesn't... There, there are certain cars, I think, locked behind getting a bit of wheel spin. Um, and they are put in there. But there's no way to go and cheat that or sort of like buy your way through them like with actual money so it feels like it's part of the game so in a way what playground have done is they've shown that you can do this surprise mechanic loot box mechanic and make it purely in-game based without it feeling like exploitative they've done i'm not going to praise them because i still rather it didn't have it uh, but it feels right within that game, and I don't feel like I'm losing out by not spending a ton of extra money. Yeah, 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 got it. Yeah, excellent. Yeah, no, no, that's really good. And yeah, you've you've said on you know several of the of the episodes that the Steam Deck is revolutionising this sort of stuff. You know, just the access to it, and it it really is. And you can't really see a way backwards from this. You, you know, I was thinking of doing like a poll of what do you, what would you like from a future console? Do you want it to be just a console on its own, very very powerful? Do you want a console that is also accessible on your like phone or a de- another device, kind of like the Wii U, or with other stuff that links to it? You know, or do you want something that's primarily the handheld first, but it can connect up to other screens? And I don't know what other people want, but I'm definitely for the last one. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. that's what I'd like all my machines to be. And still have the option to buy a big, big owl PC, you know. But, you know, majority of my gaming happens handheld, so why not? Yeah, but I, 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 I mean, I did the... Um, what was I playing the other, the other night? I was playing I was playing a game the, the other week and I had to um, struggle on the small screen. So I went, oh, do you know what? I'm just going to quickly install it on my PC and play it there, and I did. And I've completed the bit I need to do, and went back to playing handheld, all completely seamless. Um, yeah. You know, again, it's not the same as the Switch, where you plop it into the into a dock, and there you go, you've now got a slight power boost, etc., etc., and it's still there. But what it is, I can play a, not a bulked version as such on the go, but I can play, you know, low-quality settings, etc., etc., get it working to how I'm happy, but then I can play the bells and whistles version 
Um, and it, there's, I can play the complete no compromise version if I want. Um, and now with the addition of cloud gaming and the way that's working with Steam as well and what they're trying to do, plus Xbox, PlayStation are getting into it. You can even stream from your own system, the big boy version. Um, yeah. Which it, which is absolutely fine. The only thing I think the Steam Deck or future versions of this are missing is native Game Pass support. Once you get native Game Pass support and you've got the launchers for... Um, like heroic or lutris for that allow for like itch humble epic good old games origin all of them get all of those to work more seamlessly then i think that's the future of having everything all work um and despite yeah. it being a valve system the only thing stopping the epic stuff and all that working is the fact that they're windows only um, yeah. Once they go, ah, go on then. Proton exists, so we'll make it so you can play it on a Linux system. We'll do the minimal effort we need to, but yeah, we'll make a launcher that works. Good to go. Good to yeah. go. And I think it, it will happen. Um, or Epic will jump into the market um, and decide to do their own handheld. And I don't want to see competing handhelds from, from like, Valve, Epic, EA, that would be the, the wrong thing to do. But yeah, totally, yeah. Except that Valve got there first and they're going to be the market share of the hardware. Get out there. Yeah, the thing is, the Steam Deck's like the the result of, oh, what, 10, 12, maybe even 15 years of iteration and development. Like, you know, the, the Steam Link... The infrastructure behind it, the box itself, the controller that they created, the um, the Steam... What did they call them? Steam boxes? Steam machines. Yeah, yeah Steam machines. Which were awful. It, yeah, but it this is a, a result yeah. of all of that, you know, R&D for, for, for almost a couple of decades. Like, yeah, anyone jumping in on the back of it would be an idiot to do that. They just haven't got the resources. They haven't got the... The knowledge they haven't got the back end of all the games you know it would be a, a disaster it would fragment the market and it would weaken the steam position whilst costing everybody else money so yeah, yeah i let's hope not eh? <laughs> the only company i think that has everything you've got there that you've said there that could do that is microsoft yeah but their strategy in the gaming division isn't to segment now their strategy is to go we want you to play everything we've got. Yeah. Anywhere you want, however you want. So I think they're going to be more on board with, actually, what can we do to get Game Pass on this system that people are picking up? Yeah, totally. Yeah, because I think they're going to realise, and I think they all do all do already, that consolidation is going to be the future because you can't, you're not, in the economic world we're in at the moment, you can't expect people to be paying out 500, 600 quid for a new console, even every like few years, even every, you know, two to three years when they decide to do an upgrade just not going to be possible people are going to be hanging on to equipment for longer and how do you make your money when people do that well you just make your game accessible on everything and then they can buy the, the game wherever they are and for whatever they want so yeah I think that's the way forward yeah, 100%. And my, my last thing I'll say on that is you can see this uh, more clearly when you look at the uh, the uh, like the polls and that where they uh, do the what graphics cards are the most popular and the most i think it's still like the most common graphics card is still like a 960 or a 1060 or something like that yeah yeah, yeah. um so 
If you're making games to push the boundaries and alienating the biggest market share, you've got to reconsider that, which is why I think indie games are always so, so popular on PC because people, like the biggest market share who have the, 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 the the worst computers, shall we say, are still able to play them on the whole. Yeah. Whereas the cutting-edge AAA, you either need the latest console or a beefy PC. Yeah, yeah. There was some really interesting um, really interesting discussion on uh, Digital Foundry a couple of weeks back about that, about when is the right time to ditch the previous gen, so developing games that also support PS4 and Xbox mm. One series uh well not series xbox one <laughs> xbox one and xbox one x and um yeah they had a really good discussion about it and they're like it's really holding people developers back to have to lean on using old technology and stuff like that but you know it's the biggest market and but anyway yeah no i think it, as we say consolidation is the future i think and, and that's where it's going yeah, no, totally agree. Uh, which means, I mean, as you point out, I mean, the title, the big title I'm most excited for, like in terms of AAA, is the Spider-Man PC release. Um, yeah. Because... It's got ray tracing, is not it? I couldn't care less. It's going on my Steam Deck and I'm playing it poorly. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a, you know, it's a... It's a uh, an open world game with lots of mini tasks. It, it, again, it's perfect for portability. I uh, enjoyed yeah. the game. And I can't wait to play it again. Uh, but yeah. yeah, that's that. I'll shut up now, by the way. Okay. So, as usual, follow us on all the socials. Please join our Discord for chat if you feel so inclined. We talk about all sorts of topics, everything in general life, but also obviously a leaning onto games. And also mental health, obviously, because we're there for support for people. It'd be great also if you are a fan of the show. I'm sure they exist. You might want to consider subscribing to our patreon you'll be automatically entered into our competitions which are going to have really good prizes available the first one is mario strikers on the switch so please do check that out see if it interests you but apart from that have a great week stay safe and stay sane